0: Well, hey, it is so good to be here with you guys today, speaking with you. Uh, if we haven't met before, my name is Nate. I'm on the leadership team here at Slate Church, uh, and I'm excited. We're going to be jumping into some personal confessions of mine today. We're going to be going into uh, uh, a 17-year-old pop star's lyrics for a little bit. We're going to be jumping. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to go to Genesis, we're going to head all the way to Jesus, we're going to talk about what you do on Monday when you go to work, we're going to talk about what you do on Wednesday when you're in Connect Group, we're going to talk about what you do on Friday when you're with your family, there's a lot of stuff we're going to be covering today, we're, we're going across the whole spectrum, it's going to be great, I'm excited uh, to get into it with you guys and dive into this message on jealousy that God has really been placing on, on my heart today uh, and has been laying on um You know this word for our church, Uh, and I'm excited. I I want to before I jump into that, I do just want to say a huge thank you to pastors Brandon and Emma Richardson. Um, Honestly, guys, we have some of the best pastors. Their leadership, their vision, the heart and passion they have for Slate Church and for every single person in this church. Uh, It's really cool just to get to see that up close and personal, uh, to see the way that they love this church and are just passionate about what God is doing in our province. Um, And I'm really thankful that they've given me the opportunity to actually speak to you guys here today. Uh, it's a huge honor. Well, <laughs> thanks, Pastor Brandon. Uh, before we jump into anything else, I just want to read from Psalm 37, 1-4. Uh, and honestly, I think before I say anything myself, before I add any words to this text, this scripture, I think that it's going to start speaking to us already. So I just want you to be prepared for that and be ready for this to speak something to you before I add anything else. It says, do not fret because of those who are evil. Or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let's pray together. God, I just thank you so much that we just get to be in your presence right now. I just thank you so much. You have so much love for us. Do you actually want want to see us delight in your plans and your purposes for our lives, Lord? And I just pray right now that as we tackle this topic of jealousy, God, as we tackle this topic of envy uh, and coveting and seeking after what others have and, and, and want to see the downfall of others who have more than us, Lord God, that you would just, uh, you would just begin to reveal your love to us in this, Lord God, that we would just find contentment in you. We would find peace in you, Lord Jesus, and we would be able to delight in what you have in store for us. Pray this in your name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to be getting into a bunch of stuff today, as I mentioned. uh, If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Jealousy, Jealousy, with no capitals. That's important. You'll understand why in a minute. But Jealousy, Jealousy, no capitals, that's the title of the message. It's not just capital J, Jealousy. Like we, you know, that's what I've had in my notes for our other seven deadly sins. It's jealousy, jealousy. Uh, uh, But before I jump into that, I just want you to know that at the end of the day, if you take anything away from this, I want you to know that we can find contentment in Christ. We can. We can find peace. We can find hope. We can find true, real, deep, everlasting satisfaction in Christ who is our Savior. That is the heart of this message. And, and if you don't get anything else out of this, I just hope that you would learn to delight in him. All right, okay. I want to jump into a bit of a confession to you guys. Uh, I want to open up about something that you might not know about me. Um, just really get, get vulnerable here today. Uh I'm a bit of of an Olivia Rodrigo fan. If you don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is, uh, she first rose to prominence on the TV show on Disney+, Plus that I believe is titled High School Musical, The Musical, The TV Show. I'm pretty sure that's the actual name of it, and it is the most bonkers thing. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I had to look up the description before this. But... uh, It is this TV show that is like a bunch of high school students, it's a fake reality show, but it's actually scripted, and they're high school students who are putting on the musical, high school musical in their high school, and then there's like a bunch of drama, I don't know. Anyway, she blew up off of this show, she's a 17 year old, and her first major hit was a song called Driver's License. It's a song about her getting her driver's license and being really sad, because the guy who taught her how to drive just broke up with her. That's the whole premise of the song. And if you think that's bad, she went on to release an entire album, like that minus two songs. It's just a breakup album about one high school relationship. And the worst part is I love it. It's so good. The songwriting is incredible. My wife and I, who are both 26 years old and happily married, <laughs> deeply in love, everything's good. I am I just need to say this we're great. Our marriage is in a good spot right now. We're just like driving around in the car singing a song with the lyrics, "Uh, you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor and we're like feeling it in our souls somehow. I don't know like what kind of magic is in her songwriting. Um, It's a little ridiculous but uh, Olivia Rodrigo, she's this pop star. Uh, I think in the U.S. her entire album like charted and like the all was all the top 10 for a little bit or something but she has this one song Uh, that isn't a breakup song, like literally like the one that isn't a breakup song on her album, and it's called Jealousy, Jealousy, no capitals on the Js, Jealousy, Jealousy. And as I was reflecting on this topic of jealousy, and what I was going to be speaking to you guys today uh, and thinking about, you know, what does our world feel about jealousy? Like, how can I describe and talk about the, the experience of feeling jealous and what that's like uh, for us just in our modern society? I realize that the lyrics of this song are, like, honestly, like, way better than anything I could come up with. So I just want to read a little bit of the lyrics from this song, Jealousy, Jealousy. It says, and I see everyone getting all the things I want and I'm happy for them. But then again, I'm not. Just cool vintage clothes, vacation photos. I can't stand it. Oh, God, I sound crazy. And I think this hits really hard. It says, their win is not my loss. I know it's true. But I can't help getting caught up in it all. I think for so many of us, we know we shouldn't be jealous. It's simple. Everybody knows comparison is the thief of joy. Maybe Eleanor Roosevelt said that. Maybe Teddy Roosevelt said that. I saw that maybe C.S. Lewis is the one who said that. I don't really know. Somebody said it. We all know it. But sometimes it's just so hard. We can't help getting caught up in it all. It says in the song, comparison is killing me slowly. I think I think too much about kids who don't know me. I'm so sick of myself. I'd rather be anyone else. Jealousy Jealousy. Honestly, I think, especially in our modern culture, in an age of social media, in an age of scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever your drug of pleasure is, I think that jealousy is this disease that is actually corrupting our souls, It's like this bottomless pit of dissatisfaction, this abyss inside of us that just keeps swallowing up more and more and more of our joy and contentment that continues to steal away from us the good things that we have been blessed with, that continues to steal away from us the joy that Christ has prepared for us, that begins to steal away from us and actually wear us down from the inside out, uh, rotting us with jealousy. It's this thing that I think even when we know, even when we know that it's wrong, even when we know we shouldn't be jealous, even when we know that our jealousy is illogical or it doesn't make sense, we can still slip into it. Even though we know that that person posting on Instagram is literally just posting their highlight. They're just posting the best thing that happened to them. They're just posting the big announcement in life. We know that that, that, that that what's behind the scenes of so much of what we see on social media is in reality. We still end up in a place of deep discontent. And not only that, but as we feed this beast inside of us as we begin to feed jealousy as it begins to grow as we begin to hate watch and hate scroll and we begin to look around at the world and start to pick out the flaws uh, in others and we start to try and tear them down and poke holes in their biggest moments because they're making us feel bad about ourselves what happens is that jealousy begins to get gain strength and it begins to start to talk back to us and suddenly that abyss that beast inside of us this bottomless black pit of jealousy and discontent starts to whisper things like Oh, man, they'd never want to hang out with you. Oh, well, they're all together and, of course, you couldn't get invited. Oh, well, yeah, you know, you're never going to be able to have a vacation like that. Oh, wow, you're actually never going to be able to get to that place in your career. Oh, wow, wow, actually, you know what? Uh, I actually think those people, they're probably talking about you when they're getting together. Oh man, man, this this boss that 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 you used to look up to, you haven't like talked in a little bit. Oh man, they're probably talking behind your back to some of your coworkers, and all of a sudden, this jealousy starts to breed lies in us. And not only does it breed lies, but it begins to start to breed more and more sin death, and destruction. It actually leads us into places of anger where we begin to have a rage uh, and discontent and indignation at others that we see is ahead of us. It leads us into pride as we try to balance out our insecurity and hold on to, to whatever confidence we have left in ourselves. It leads us into lusting after people that we shouldn't be lusting after. It leads us into all these other sins that are just tearing away our souls, leaving us discontented, broken and withered. And I want to start our discussion of how we combat this, how we actually step up and push back against the forces of jealousy in our world by going back to the scripture that we read originally. Psalm 37, 1 to 2 says, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. See, Christ is our contentment. Christ is our contentment. Jesus came, he died, he rose again, he took on the sin and shame and pain of the world so that we could have everlasting life in him. And I want to speak to this for a second because what happened is is the author of this psalm, when they were writing this, they had this hope and trust in God the Father. They said, hey, we know that there is evil in the world. We know that there is wrong. We know that there is bad unhealthy desires, the desire to just gain as much money as we can, the desire to, to, to just get the most beautiful girlfriend we can, the desire to just get the most friends and, and external validation that we can. We know that there's these evil, wicked, unhealthy desires in this world uh, that, that drive so many people and we have a hope and faith that in the end God is going to bring about his justice, that he is going to make things right. That's what it's talking about here. And what we get to know that's kind of cool as Christians is that Jesus came to actually start that process. He actually is the the king that's going to rule with justice in the future and so we actually got to see him begin to live that out to showcase this upside down kingdom where the weaker made strong where justice is actually taking place. he's actually started to give us hope but not only that we know that there is a coming kingdom beyond the current brokenness of this world where Jesus will rule and there will be complete justice there will be no injustice, there will be no suffering, there will be no hurting and so we can have contentment in Christ knowing that even Evil will not last, knowing that we don't need to look up to those with wealth. We don't need to look up to, to those who, who are striving after what this world has to offer. We don't need to, we don't need to actually uh, 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 be jealous of those with health that is better than ours, even in the midst of a terrible diagnosis. We don't actually need to, to, to be jealous of those who are succeeding in ways that, that, that are unhealthy and wicked. We don't need to actually be concerned about the brokenness of this world. We can actually find contentment in Christ, in the midst of the storm in the midst of the diagnosis in the midst of the bad week at school in the midst of the broken relationship with our parents because we know that Christ is going to be ruling in the end he will bring about his justice and we can have hope in him we can have hope in him but uh as we look at this we got to be careful about who we call wicked when we think about this. It says, you know, it talks about how the wicked or the evil, we don't, we don't want to be envious of them. But I think we kind of got to be careful about who we're slapping that label on ourselves. See, jealousy doesn't just spring up at wickedness or injustice. We can experience jealousy from what was meant to be good. It's interesting. We actually see this all throughout the Bible because God uses this mysterious, beautiful, strange thing uh, called favor or blessing. And it actually we see this. this is like the whole thing that happens with the Israelite people in the Old Testament is that they are blessed. They're shown favor by God to be a righteous people set apart so that they can bless the rest of the world. That's how it's supposed to work. Now, unfortunately, they're sinful, broken people, and it all gets messed up and jacked up. And then that's why God ends up sending Jesus, who's the perfect person, who, he, who is ultimately blessed and is able to bless the world through his service and sacrifice, But we actually see this theme all throughout the Bible that as God blesses people to bless others, uh, uh, the people around them often have an adverse reaction to that blessing. That should become jealous of a blessing that's meant to ultimately bless them. We see this in the story of Cain and Abel, these two brothers. Uh, They're they're the sons of Adam and Eve, uh, and they both offer sacrifices before God, and God favors Abel's sacrifice. He gives an extra blessing to Abel. He favors his sacrifice, and Cain doesn't understand it. He doesn't know why, and in this rage of jealousy, he kills his brother, bringing further death and brokenness into the world. We see this a little bit later on in the story of Joseph. He, he's, he's one of 12 brothers, and his father, Jesse, favors him above the other brothers. He actually, like, you may have heard of, like, his really beautiful, like, rainbow, cool, dope coat or whatever that he had that his father gave him to signify this. And his brothers feel so jealous of him that they actually team up against him to, have, to leave him for dead. And it's only by the grace of God that he is saved to actually be put into a position of authority to bless and save and provide. Vied for his brothers later on. This is how God's blessing works. He blesses some to bless others. And honestly, it's a mystery. Like at one point, there's these two brothers, Esau and Jacob, in the Old Testament, and Jacob is the one who's blessed by God, and his name literally means deceiver. Like actually, he literally means deceiver and he's the one blessed by God. It doesn't always make sense. We might look around and say, why does that person have that? Why has God given that person that job? Why has God given that person those resources? Why has God given that person that gift or that calling? And it might not make sense to us. It might not equate in our human brains. We need to have a trust and a confidence in God that he is working through these situations. Because so often we become contemptuous of that which God wants to use to bless us. We actually begin to see something that God has given to somebody else to actually pour into us as something we become jealous of and we actually reject what we were meant to receive I think I see this in church and in myself sometimes uh you know I th- we have some of the best pastors in the entire world pastor Brandon and Emma and the reality is we have a big church if they like went out for coffee with every single person in our church, like one person each day of the year, they probably wouldn't get through everybody. Uh, And so they're only able to spend so much time with so many different people. And, and and I just want to take a quick note before I tell this story of just like the heart that your pastors have, the love that they have for you. Uh, Recently, uh, we were were able to hire some interns over the summer. Uh, And we have the wonderful Mary, who is our PA for pastor Brandon and Emma. Come on, give it up for Mary. She's amazing. Um, But what I love is usually you expect the PA to have the coffee orders for the pastor. But Pastor Brandon has committed to memorizing Mary's coffee order so that he can be picking up coffees for the office and knows what hers is. Like that's the kind of pastors you have, the servant heart that they have. Uh, And I remember there was a season where, you know, I still like got to see them a lot. I don't know what was going on with me, uh, but, like, I, I maybe just, like, hadn't hung out with them in, like, a couple weeks or something, and, like, I saw them hanging out with Pastor Jared and the time that they got to spend together, and I was starting to feel, like, a little bit jealous and resentful, and like, oh, man, like, why, why don't I get to do that with Pastor Brian and Emma? I want to hang out with them like that, and uh, the whole idiocy of the whole thing was that, like, Jared was, like, pouring into me like crazy in that season, We were doing, like, weekly calls that were, like, getting me through some tough challenges in my work life and were actually really helping me out. And it was actually through the way that Pastor Brandon and Emma were blessing him that he was able to bless me, yet I became resentful and jealous of this. We have to be so careful that we are not actually rejecting what God has blessed somebody else with so that we can receive it. And even then, we got to be careful. Even then. See, we get into the New Testament... And Jesus is teaching, and there's this moment where it says that he was actually uh, 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 teaching to a bunch of tax collectors and sinners, some of the rabble, some of the what would have been seen as the scum of society at the time, some hard, tough, dangerous, sketchy looking people. And it says that the Pharisees were getting uh, frustrated with this. They were getting annoyed that Jesus was pouring into these people. And, 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 they, and we can actually see that they were getting jealous of these people. It's kind of funny because the Pharisees would have probably had memorized all the scripture I've already used today. They probably would have had it locked up in their head they would have had it memorized the story of Cain and Abel and the way that 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 getting jealous of the favor of God ended there the story of Joseph they would have had uh, these Psalms likely memorized or have studied them and meditated on them quite deeply except they totally had it mixed up they just assumed that they were the one who was blessed They say, hey, no, no, we're the ones who are blessed to bless others. No, 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 I'm the one who's been given the gift so that I can bless somebody else. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to make a lot of money. That has to be my calling because I need to bless others. That's definitely on my life. They were the ones who thought that they were blessed to bless others. And so they start to look down and actually do the thing that they should not have been doing. They become jealous of the people that Jesus is pouring into. And it's interesting, Jesus tells the story of a prodigal son who leaves and sells uh, all of what he has, his inheritance, and he goes and he parties it away, and he's eating slop with the pigs, and then he comes home and the father welcomes him and embraces him and throws this beautiful banquet celebrating him. But then it says that that son's brother came back to the house and he refused to go inside. He said he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, I have never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, he has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that mine is your all that is mine is yours it was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this, your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Come on, how good is this? You know, if we're actually members of God's family, which if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, you've said that he is your Lord and savior and you're gonna follow him with your life. You are a member of his family. You've been adopted as his child. If you're a member of God's family, why are so many of us acting like we aren't even a part of the we aren't even a son. We aren't even a daughter. Why are so many of us actually forcing ourselves on the outside, looking at the celebration and the banquet and the ways that God is blessing and using and, and working through others and their relationships and their finances and the things that are going on in their lives and we're excluding ourselves, keeping ourselves out of it, actually giving up our own status as sons and daughters, not taking advantage of what the Father is freely providing? Come on. If we're sons and daughters, we got to act like it. Finally, I want to end off here going back to the Psalms. The second half of what I opened up with says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I want to encourage us as we come away from this message, as we reflect on jealousy, to trust in the Lord. Trust that he has put you where he needs you to be. And in those places, do good. Begin to do good where you find yourselves. Don't wait to be where somebody else is. Don't get envious looking and comparing yourself to somebody else's calling. Don't start looking at somebody else's financial situation, their job, their relationships, the school that they got into. Whatever it is, don't begin looking at that, but begin to do good and bloom right where you're planted, investing in what God has given you. It says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Dwell in the places he has provided for you. Don't be ready to rush on at a moment's notice, but actually be ready to camp where he has put you and ultimately take delight in the Lord live a life of gratitude a life of contentment a life of actually saying God I am thankful day in and day out for what you have given me I don't need to look to the left I don't need to look to the right I can just look straight at you Jesus because you have provided for me and in Christ I can find contentment and hey, if you're here today and you want to make a, a decision to actually follow Jesus to actually become one of his sons and daughters, to actually be a part of this family where you are welcomed home and he's gonna throw a banquet and he's gonna celebrate you being a part of this family. I just wanna give you an opportunity right now to make that decision. So wherever you are, if you're tuning in online, there's gonna be a button that pops up in the chat. If you're watching at home, if you're you're at one of our watch parties, wherever you find yourself, I just wanna encourage you, just raise a hand right now if that's you. If you're here today and you're saying, I've never made this decision before, but this sounds great. I feel discontent, I feel broken. I feel like there's something missing, and I need to find peace with Christ. Just put up your hand right now, and it's the start of an incredible journey in relationship with Jesus. I'm going to pray for you. Guys, thank you for everybody right now making this decision. I just pray that you would just, just even right now, Lord God, that they would just get a sense of your contentment, Lord God. They just get a sense of the delight that comes with resting in you, Lord Jesus. We know this is a journey and a process, but I just pray right now that they would get a taste of it, Lord God. Jesus, for anybody who's making this decision, Lord God, I just pray that you would be with them on this journey, that you would bring the people alongside them to support them and pour into them, Lord God, and that they would continue in the deeper discipleship with you, Lord Jesus. Pray this in your name, amen. I just wanna take a sec. And I want to pray for anybody who is just looking for some more contentment right now. Maybe you're feeling frustrated, burnt out, just tired of what life looks like. Maybe you need some more contentment and work. I want to encourage you, bring Christ into your workplace. Where Christ is, you will find contentment. Begin to actually do your work for him, not for those around you. Maybe you're looking for contentment in your family. And I just want to encourage you, approach every conversation in that situation with Christ, giving it up to Christ, surrendering it to Him, and, and with, with a heart for what He would have you do. I just want to encourage you, if you're, if you're struggling with this in your school, in relationships, in anything, Christ has contentment for you there. He has peace. He has delight. You can bring in His presence and His power into your situation. So if that's you here today, and you actually want to get aligned with his purpose and his plan for your life, I just want to encourage you. You can raise a hand if you're at a watch party at home. You can just stand up. We're about to worship. You can just worship with your whole heart. I don't really care what you do, but wherever you are, I just want to encourage you as you feel this inside of you, you feel this tug and this pull that God is putting on you to just give it up to him right now to actually begin to thank him, to praise him, to just be so excited about who he is and the fact that he died and sent his son to die and rise again for you. The fact that you can have eternal life in him and that he has justice for you. I'm just gonna pray for you and then we'll worship. God, I just thank you for the opportunity we have right now in this moment just to surrender whatever we're struggling with, Lord God. Whatever discontent and pain and struggles, Lord Jesus, I just pray that we would lay it down at your feet. We would know that in you, we can find contentment, Lord God, and we would just surrender everything to you, God. It might not always look like what we expect it to look like, Lord God, but I just pray that you just begin to reveal your plans and purposes in your lives and in our lives. And you just give us a, an abundance of joy as we embrace the places and spaces you have called us to. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Now, Thanks again for listening to our Sunday podcast. To hear more messages like these, Be sure to share and subscribe. We're thankful for all that God is doing in our church right now. We would love to have you be a part of what is going on. You can connect with us by filling out a Connect Card online at slatechurch.com. And hey, stay tuned for more content coming soon.